This is Magic and Monorails Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mamiya. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently. Hello and welcome. Hi, Melissa. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm super excited to get talking about some fun Disney treats. Since I'm headed to the parks today, I'm going to be inspired to try some of your recommendations. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Can you please introduce yourself, including your social media handles for our listeners to be able to go ahead and give you a follow? Yeah, definitely. So my name's Leah. I run Life as Leah Nicole. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and I do have a website all with the same name, Life as Leah Nicole. Um, I talk about things in my life, um, and Disney's a huge part of my life. So I share a lot about Disney and Disney food and things that bring me joy as well. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad that we connected. Leah yeah. and I actually connected because on TikTok, I was, I've was i been posting my Disney devotionals kind of daily journey with reading through that book. It's amazing. If you haven't checked it out, do it. And then from there, we connected on Instagram. And now we're here recording this podcast show. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. When did you start your page? So I started um, taking like Instagram seriously back in 2017. And at the time, it was actually a totally different focus. It was a food blog and it was called Eat Well, Cook Often. Um, And that started just because I was sharing a lot of like foods that I'd cook and things that I'd try when I'd travel on my normal or like outside of, you know, a specialized focused um, Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have a place to really like zero in on that side of me that I really liked. But as the years went on, especially like entering into um, 2020, right before COVID hit, um, I found myself wanting to kind of pivot my focus of my page because there are a lot of things in my life that I felt like I couldn't share because my page was more focused on food. So I decided Mm -hmm. to explore like the lifestyle blogging because I'm like, okay, I live my life. I want to share it. Um, And I now share more things about Disney being one. I still have a huge focus on food. Um, I share a lot of recipes, foods that I try in the parks, Starbucks, uh, drink ideas, like things like that. Um, But I just share about like my everyday life too, especially on my stories. That's a place where I feel like I can live out this small dream that I had of being like a YouTube blogger at one time and just like sharing a day in the life type of things. Um, So yeah, it's been quite a journey for my page that started, I guess, about five years ago. I love that. That is so inspiring to hear like the growth of your page and also just recognizing and and kind of releasing the things that aren't working for you anymore and mm-hmm. opening your hands to, to new things. I, I yeah. enjoy that so much. Can yeah. you um, just kind of share a little bit about your non-postable, is what I call it, life? Like, what are some of the things that you just maybe don't post on your page because it's not your niche or it's just a little bit maybe not as focused as what you'd want it to be to post on Instagram? So just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So my dog, Leah, um, yeah, her name's the same as mine. That was her name when I adopted her and it just felt like fate. So I needed to keep that name. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people are like, did you name your dog after you? No, 
just and let's date. Um, so I don't okay. share about her a ton, mainly because she doesn't cooperate for those like cute dog photos or anything. She's sleeping mm. half the day, um, but she's a huge part of my life. Um, also, I have a cake business that I do um, that I started back in 2019 and I have a totally separate Instagram page for that so I don't really post about it on Life is Leah Nicole Um, but that's a huge part of my life. I do wedding cakes and birthday cakes and baby showers and things like that Um, and that's something that yeah (laughs) ties into my love of food as well. What is the name of that business that people can check it out? Yeah so that's something extra sweet. It's like something minus the G extra sweet um and yeah i'd love if you follow that one as well especially if you live in like dc maryland or virginia those are the areas that i primarily serve um, but yeah that that's a huge part of my life too um and another passion yeah yes i'm gonna have to check it out i know when you told me that um when we were messaging a couple of days ago i'm like wait what cake yes. business i love cake yes so this is making sense right like you yeah. enjoy baking you enjoy cakes you enjoy desserts so this is all making sense here now okay i'm yeah. getting it <laughs> I love right. yeah um so yeah i'd say that's a huge part of my life too and um Outside of that, like, I just like spending time with my family. I'm an only child, so I'm, like, hanging out with my parents a lot. Mm-hmm. I only live about three Same. hours away. Um, oh, you're an only child, too? Uh-huh, I am. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I find that I'm meeting more and more, like, only children. We're finding like. each other, babe. Yeah. <laughs> we are a different breed. So. Yes. So you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time with my um, my parents, too, and like TV is my other guilty pleasure. I love watching like reality TV shows and then cheesy Hallmark movies. Ooh, my ex-boyfriend in high school, he's actually like my first boyfriend. He was on like the cinematography, videography side of, um, it's not Jersey Shore. What was the one after that? Um, why am I blanking on the name? Because like, okay. they had like a spinoff, like spin-off, this, not yeah. the Snooky one, but either way. Yeah. So he did a lot of Jersey Shore stuff and it's just oh, so fun. funny because I never would have imagined him to be into that. Yeah. <laughs> but also a job's a job sometimes too, right? Who knows? But I also really like reality TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reality in quotes, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And those like Netflix reality shows are getting pretty good too. I know I binge watched one yesterday um, called Dating and Related. It was, <laughs> it's not what it sounds like, but it, it was pretty interesting to watch. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I, you know, I love learning things about people. Um, do you have like a fun fact about yourself that you could share that like people that know you, it might shock them? Yeah. I know I'm throwing you on the spot. I know that one's hard because I feel like I'm definitely like an open book with people that know me. Same. Uh, This is hard. Okay. Well, not everyone that knows me knows this, Um, but I've been to Disneyland over 400 times. So that's (laughs) what fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. Some people know that about me, um, but because I went to college like down the street from Disneyland, I went so often and, um, I'm not an annual pass holder anymore, so I don't know if you can still see your, like, visit count, but when I was in college, you could, so that would be a fun thing to check to see, like, oh, what visit number are we on? Um, and it was, on average, about 100 per year. Yeah. That's amazing. Also, I never knew there was such a thing as a visit count. I'm going to have to check that out, maybe. 
it. But if they do, I will be very interested to see. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun to see. Um, oh. like the the website, like the uh, Disney whatever.com that you check in your account information for. Okay. I'll check it out. See, I'm learning something new. And also, um, that is an amazing fact. I love it. Yeah. So (laughs) let's talk more about your page. What are some goals for your page this year that we can, you know, pray over for you and kind of help you achieve? Sure. So I do want to focus on like doing more reels and like more TikToks and things like that. Mm. At first I was pretty like resistant to them along with like most of the world um, because yes. like Instagram's a picture app, only want to do pictures. But then I started making reels and like, it's pretty fun to do the editing and like trying to find sounds to sync up and I got really into it. Um, so now I do want to do more of those. I have a ton of photos that I still want to post too. Um, but like on my last trip to Disney World, I was really intentional. Like, let me take some videos so I can make it into, um, you know, reels or TikToks and mm-hmm. creative with that side of things. I was like trying new things. So um, that's something I'm like really focusing in now is TikToks and Reels. Um, but also, I do want to get back into my blogging. Um, that's something mm-hmm. I haven't done in over a year. And that is a little more time consuming, like writing out the blog posts, creating links, SEO, yeah. all of those things that I'm still learning. But I do love writing. And I find that when I do start writing a blog post, I just like get lost in it. It's really fun for me to do and a good way to just write whatever you're feeling in the moment. It's a little less, um, I don't know, like with Mm -hmm. Instagram, my captions run long (laughs) because I like to write about a lot of things. And I know that people don't always read long captions on Instagrams, but with blogs, you know, it is a longer form of writing. So I do enjoy that as well. Yeah. And people know to expect it there too. Right. They're not looking for like three sentences. Yeah. I like you was so resistant to the videos partially because I was super self-conscious and I would always nitpick how I looked or whatever else. And then I don't know, honestly, Oh, I did a challenge. So I did a reels challenge where you had to do a reel a day the first week and then two reels a day the second week. And it just forced me and oh, and one of the rules was is that you can't go back and over edit. You can't go back and re-record. The whole point mm-hmm. was just to get you used to being in front of the camera and oh, get wow. you used to kind of looking silly sometimes because yeah. sometimes like my hair, I have such unruly baby hair, like it <laughs> floats everywhere. So just getting used to that, not being self-conscious about that, like and not wasting my time getting ready when I normally don't get ready in the first place. Like it's not, I don't put makeup on as a part of my daily routine. I don't really enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. it was really getting you used to being like in your own, getting out of your own way. Right. And so for me, I refused and I only wanted to post photos. Now I maybe post a photo a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's so funny how that shift happened with me. So I hear you. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, that challenge sounds pretty, one, difficult, but two, like a really good opportunity for growth. Because I know that's something for me, too. Like, do I have to look perfect when I'm going to be on camera. Like, let me make sure my hair's done and my makeup's done and put on a nice shirt just to film a, like, 10-second video. When I think about it, it doesn't make sense because that's not real. No, it's not. And I think the thing that we're finding out, especially from a lot of influencers that are very successful, is that they're having a really hard time mentally keeping up and also mentally keeping themselves safe, you know, Mm -hmm. and like healthy 
And yeah. so I think that if anything that we're kind of learning this big shift of come as you are, because if you don't, mm-hmm. you're going to crack, yep. <laughs> you're yeah. going to start to be stressed out about it. So yeah. So the, um, the real challenge basically, like I said, was one a day for the first week and then two a day for the second week. And the details of it essentially were is, um, you would, before you even started recording, you would already have planned out what you're recording for those days. So it's also teaching mm-hmm. you about consistency and, and also teaching you how to pivot because sometimes yeah. we plan things and it just doesn't work out. Right. So, um, each day you would record, um, those reels and, you would kind of just do it as you are. Obviously, since we're Disney creators, we I would change my outfit some most of the time, but yeah, sometimes I wouldn't. And it just really got me used to just being present in using the app. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third and the fourth weeks shifted where you would only record your content in the beginning of the weeks. So you would pick one day and oh. sit and batch your content. So because of the first two weeks, you're used to recording and editing a little bit, you know, the, right. the second two weeks, you already know how to do those things. You haven't overwhelmed yourself because you're only doing one a day, right. but somebody like me, I actually get overwhelmed recording every day. I'd rather yeah. watch it and then yeah. post it later when I'm inspired to. Mm-hmm. So then those second two weeks were t- saying like, okay, realistically, not everyone can do this every single day because it's not their full-time job. So they're going to do right. it on a Saturday or a Sunday or their day off and batch their content. And then that was just like getting used to, okay, changing outfits or throwing on a cover up over one of my tank tops or something. And mm-hmm. I really recommend it. So I think that could yeah. be a really good help for you to kind of dive in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to see how that fits into my life, but I do think it could be really helpful. Exactly. And even if you tweak it to what you need as well. So let's get into the primary focus of today's (laughs) podcast. So planning Disney trips, you being out of state, it looks very different than somebody like myself who now lives you know, 30 minutes from the parks. So this is going to be so fun to kind of dive into how you plan your trips and share about what inspires you when you're planning your trips and how you organize and just give us all of the fun stuff. Yeah, definitely. So like you mentioned, I'm out of state. So like booking flights is a part of the process. Um, It's like a 13 or 14 hour drive from Maryland down to Florida Um, and even farther drive if I want to go to Disneyland in California. So Mm -hmm. um, looking for flights is definitely like one of the first things that I do um, because I am a sale girl. I like when flights are on sale. That's when I try to book my flight. Um, And like my last trip, my flight was $42 round trip. I couldn't say no to that. I had to go. Um, So that's one of the starting places that I do um, sort of simultaneously. The other thing that I'm looking for is like what's going on in the parks that I might want to plan my trip around. Um, So if there's a special festival, like my last trip, I had planned it around food and wine festival, but also so that I could see fall decorations in Magic Kingdom because I haven't been there for fall before. Mm. Um, A couple years ago, I guess it was like pre-COVID for the Mickey and Minnie's um, like Christmas party. I can't remember the whole name. It's so long. But for the (laughs) Christmas party, um, I really wanted to go to that. And I planned a trip around like special dates that they had that available. Um, So I do like to see like what's going on in the parks outside of the sort of usual like normal park day activities. Because if you're coming from out of state, you really want to 
get the most out of your trip. You want to make it worth it. And those like special additions to the park really make it worth it for me. So quick question for you. Yeah. What would you say when you're looking at booking a trip is your priority? Do you start by looking at flight prices or do you, do you really just focus on the festivals or the special events that are going on? Um, I would say starting with the special events mainly because there's a bigger range for the dates. Um, so like mm. for the festivals in Epcot, they're usually like three months long or so. So that gives me a lot of date opportunities um, for the Christmas party. Even there were good, like maybe 20 or 25 dates or something like that at the time to choose from. Um, so if I know that there's something that's like a really big bucket list item um, that I want to experience, I'm going to start and see when those dates are um, and then have that inform my flight search. I have a billion flight alerts on my phone at all times mm-hmm. for a ton of different dates to see when the prices are good. Um, but yeah, I would say I think the special events kind of inform the timing of the flights. I love that. And do you yeah. plan? Do you plan last minute? Do you get oh, like? No. The, oh, oh no. no. Okay. So how, how does this a, work? I am a big um, future planner. Um, Unless, well, even so that $42 flight deal, I bought that back in June and that was Mm. for August. It was still a good amount of time in advance, Um, mainly because I have to like schedule boarding for my dog or like have to take time off of work, like things like that, rework my cake schedules that I'm not taking clients. So there's like a lot of different factors to where I have to do a little advanced planning. Um, Yeah, I'm not a spontaneous girl. (laughs) So how far out would you say you usually try to plan? Um. About two to three months, if possible. Yeah. I did take a sort of last minute trip and by last minute, like one month in advance back Mm. in February with my mom. And that was just because there was a sale and it was a holiday weekend. So we didn't have to figure out as much like coordination for things. Just go. Absolutely. And also then you can kind of snag those good dining reservations, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a big part for me is um, with that two-month period, the 60 days, that's when you can book your dining reservations at Disney World. I believe it's the same at Disneyland, too, at the 60-day mark. Um, Though I will say at Disneyland, I'm more of a quick service person than a table service person. Um, I feel like Mm -hmm. table service is much better in Disney World. Um, So I yeah, yeah, just I think by the sheer number of table service options too because Disney World is massive compared to Disneyland so just more to choose from yeah Uh, but yeah I set my alarms for those 60 days out once I know what days I'm planning to go even if I don't have a flight booked yet and I know that I'm like 95% sure that I'm going on a trip I'm still going to try to book my dining reservations um, I wake up at like 5:45 in the morning and I'm like ready to go to book those reservations. Mm-hmm. And, um, some top ones for me, like are definitely Topolinos at the Riviera. Amen. Probably, probably the hardest one to get, <laughs> but it's so, so, so good. Um, and for that one, I got a last minute dining reservation on my last trip because I couldn't get that one 60 days out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for especially like the ones in the parks, like Skipper's Canteen at um, Magic Kingdom, that's one of my favorite restaurants. Agreed. Why is it one of your favorites too? I'm curious. Oh, good. Um, I love sort of like Asian inspired food just in general. Um, and they have this like pineapple tofu curry meal that was really good like the tofu was crispy and the curry was just like spiced just right 
so good. The rice was, was everything. <laughs> so, oh, it sounds so good. I have to yeah. take my husband there and try that. He can't do pork. So he oh, usually yeah, does yeah. tofu a lot of the times. Um, yeah, he'd like oh, my gosh. Really I'll have good. to check that out. I love the ambiance, too, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, themed with, you know, Jungle Cruise, um, kind of inspired, yeah. which is one of my favorite rides. So I love that, like, the people working um, – like your waitresses they're skippers too and sometimes they'll give you a fun joke and just it's definitely like an immersive experience which I like absolutely also fun fact um I know you like beverages so (laughs) the Disney World specific um fairy tale cuvee their sparkling wine Mm -hmm. is available by the glass here so most places only offer it by the bottle this is one of the dining areas that you can get it by the glass and I travel solo quite often or I used to and I really loved it and also crazy thing too is that Iron Horse is the vineyard who makes this. And my mother took me to Iron Horse in California for my 30th birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I didn't cool. even know. <laughs> and the only reason that I found out was because I was traveling solo. I was feeling kind of a little slumpy, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here by myself. What do I do? I'm just going to stare at the menu forever and not make yeah. contact because I feel uncomfortable. And then I really read the details of their their menu, and that's where I saw it. And I was like, what a full circle moment oh, wow. here, right? That's so cool. That it I is. But it's like really that. good if you like if you like champagne or sparkling wine. It's, mm-hmm. it's I highly recommend it. I prefer not fruity and more dry, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what this is. So okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check yeah. it out. I don't think I've had a glass of wine there at all. Normally I'm just like getting no I take it back they had a sangria before and get their sangria once and it was really good yeah I love it so how do you make the most out of your trips like what are some things that you utilize and some tools whether it be something you figured out on your own or some a tool Mm -hmm. that Disney provides to really help you maximize your time to be able to explore and snack throughout the parks yeah, so two big things that I do. One is I, and it sounds like a lot of work up front, but I do like study, um, especially for festivals, like what foods are going to be offered. Because I know if I'm going for a festival, I want to get the most out of that festival experience. Um, and Disney often posts um, like a foodie guide for each festival that they're having in Epcot at least um, okay. ahead of time. And that's a good way to like see all the things that are offered. So you can plan your trip around that and make mental notes, you know, write down. Um, I want to try like this go around. They had a fry, French fry flight. Yes. How was it? So good. Um, And I knew that that's something I was like, I have to try it. So like made mental note of where it is in the park, wrote down French fry flight on my notes app on my phone to make sure that that's something I got to do. Um, So I do like to plan ahead. Um, in that aspect for like must try things. Another thing was the um, sweet corn and vanilla ice cream at um, Magic Kingdom. And what? Yeah. Um, I posted a reel about it recently. You can check it out as well um, with the whole like it's corn song. If you're on TikTok, you know, the corn. Yes. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was like a, a sweet corn and vanilla soft serve swirl. And I'm one who likes to try like really unique ice cream flavors. So that didn't like gross me out hearing that. And I was really curious and wanted to try it. So that was something where I knew it wasn't Tomorrowland. I was like, okay, when we go 
in Space Mountain, like afterwards, we're going to go get that ice cream because it's right in that area. So I try to be um, strategic about those kind of things. Um, Mm. That's just something that I do honestly with any trip, not even Disney. Um, I like to make sure that I'm not like double backing and walking back and forth all the time. So I like to do things that make sense. If I'm going on a ride in this area, we're going to get that snack that's in that area right after or right before. Yeah, that's really hard right now, though. Like, especially if you're utilizing Genie Plus, which I know is right. something you also like. <laughs> yeah, It's really hard to not walk around the park 50 extra times. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And that's something, too, with Genie Plus. Like, the first time I used it, um, definitely was doing a ton of back and forth. Um, didn't really understand how to maximize that, too. Um, mm. But I feel like in my more recent trips, I've been able to figure out, you know, how can I make it make sense for me, especially because a lot of times when I'm going to Disney, I'm not going with Disney people. Oh, you know, they're not the ones who like get it in the way that you and I probably do and who are like down to run across the park and do whatever, wherever the shortest line is. They're more of people who, you know, they go to theme parks occasionally, but aren't on the level that I am to where I'll stay from you know, rope drop to park closing. Um, so I have yeah. to like think about who I'm with too. And um, with Genie Plus, I really try to plan out, you know, what are the big ticket rides for the people that I'm going with in addition to me, but I know I'm going to go often. They're not always going to go. Um, sure. So try to like prioritize them too, but thinking about like, I know my dad with his double knee replacement isn't always going to walk back and forth around the park. So how Oof. can yeah, <laughs> he's a trooper. He he did it. But way to go, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to make it like not so hard on him. So I do try to plan out my um, things. So if I can do, you know, we started with Jungle Cruise um, as our first Genie Plus back in August or early August, and we did Jungle Cruise, and then we did Thunder Mountain, and then um, got Dole Whip. And those are all kind of like on the same side of the park. And then next, we headed over to Haunted Mansion, so we're wrapping around the back of Magic Kingdom, and did Small World, and the Carousel. And so, like, I try to make it make sense um, while still fitting those, like, food items in along the way. Absolutely. Um, What other tools do you use for, you know, figuring out what festival food items or snacks that you want to make sure that you don't miss yeah so disney parks blog um Mm. is good just to see not only like the foodie guide but i know that um they also post just some articles about like fun things in the parks too um if you know like a holiday is coming up that's how i found out about the candy corn thing um disney food blog which isn't like an official disney um brand but they specialize in all things Disney food. So that's another place that I like to check out to get like honest reviews of things that are um, available in the park. Yes. Like Unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. Um, and more recently, TikTok. So through yeah. TikTok, I um, found out about Sebastian's Bistro, mm-hmm. which I'd never been there before. I hadn't even heard of it until probably like March. And that's one of my new favorite dining reservations to get now. It's really good. Their um, pineapple coconut bread pudding is, oh my gosh, it's incredible. Mm. (laughs) So, so, so good. Um, But yeah, through TikTok, I've found just some really honest, again, restaurant reviews and reviews of festival foods or new food items from a ton of different Disney bloggers. So that's a place I search too. I love that. How would you search on TikTok for this stuff though? Or does it just like filter to you? 
at this point, my FYP is like 90% Disney and the other percent is like dogs. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I do search um, like Walt Disney World food or I'll put Epcot Food and Wine Festival, like those kind of things. And then what I learned recently on TikTok is that you can filter through the dates of videos. So I'll set it to like, recent month or or week or whatever to get more up-to-date reviews if there's a restaurant that I see a dining reservations available for and I haven't been there I'll also just search the name of the restaurant to see if I can find any reviews um, before booking a reservation too that's super smart I never thought about going to TikTok to search the name of the restaurant I'm gonna have to try that yeah yeah. I'm taking notes here It's helpful because I mean, people on TikTok, what I love about that, um, as opposed to Instagram sometimes, is like people are so unfiltered yeah. on TikTok, very honest, very raw. Um, and they take videos of everything. So you get to like see what the food actually looks like instead of a very filtered photo of it. Well, and most of the time they'll take a video of them eating, filing it. it in their faces so you yeah. can see their real reactions. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. I love it. I'm the same. I'm going to start doing that because I also am like you. I really love the snacks, but I've never been, like I said, I've never been comfortable like recording myself, especially if I'm by myself, but yeah. I've, made a, I've made a goal because I do spend so much money with snacks and food and, you know, dining at Disney. I'm like, this is a huge part of my spending and I need to mm-hmm. share more about it. So I'm like, I yeah. promised I'm going to get more comfortable and try food in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. That's something I'm working. I mean, I felt myself eating that like sweet corn ice cream and I felt so awkward. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, have my mom like hold the camera and like, tell me if this looks weird. I don't know. Um, but with ice cream, you can't like try to eat it for the first time more than once because it's melting and you just have to go for it. Yep. So yeah, that was a like slightly uncomfortable experience, especially because people were like standing around being nosy. Um, but that's mm-hmm. I do want to work on is just getting more comfortable, like eating in front of the camera, um, filming me as opposed to always filming the foods that I try. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm on board with you. We're so much alike. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That only child connection. I swear it always gets you. It does. Um, so let's back up. We already talked a little bit about, you know, the fairy tale cuvee that I mentioned, but Mm -hmm. let's talk about some beverages. Um, share about your, your drink experience at the parks. Yes. So my all-time favorite drink, probably that I've ever had in my life, outside of Disney and Disney, whatever, is the avocado margarita. <laughs> and whenever I tell someone that, um, they're just like, it tastes like guacamole. And no, it does not. Um, you can get it in Epcot at, it's like La Cava del Tequila. Um, yes. It's in, inside the pavilion. And it's so good. Like it's sweet. It's creamy. It has the hibiscus salt rim. I always ask for extra on the rim. Oh, um, good tip. Yeah. Yeah. One time I got it, it looked like blood was like dripping down the cuff, which is kind of, kind of gory, but that's how much mm. they put on the rim. Um, it's, it's just so good. And there used to be like an ice cream shop near my college that had avocado ice cream. And mm-hmm. they told me I was one of the very few people who ever ordered that flavor. But it was, it was so, so, so good. And that margarita reminds me of that. So that's one of my favorite drinks, hands down, um, at Disney World. Now at Disneyland, um, they just have strawberry margaritas in California Adventure. Mm. 
and they're frozen. They have a good salt rim. I always ask for extra salt in the rim there too. Okay. Um, but those are like my most nostalgic drinks when my friends and I turned 21 in college. Like we got those as our drinks um, in the parks. And that's something that I always get when I go to California Adventure too. Oh, that sounds so tasty. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> refreshing. Yeah. Good frozen margarita, especially when it's so hot out. It hits the spot. I would agree. So <laughs> what about how do you navigate like drinking in the parks? Do you, you know, yes. obviously Magic Kingdom is not known for that. So do right. you do you like plan your dining at Magic Kingdom so you can get a cocktail or do you kind of save that for the other parks? Yeah, I'd say I save it for the other parks. Same. Um at Be Our Guest, though, I've only been to Be Our Guest, I think, two or th- maybe three times. Um, but I will get, like, a glass of wine there because that feels fancy um, to be mm. there drinking wine. But otherwise, no, I'll save it for the other parks, I think, especially because they have such, like, inventive drinks in the other parks. Yeah. But I did see that Jungle Cruise is getting some new co- – or not Jungle Cruise. Um, Skipper's Canteen is getting some new cocktails coming. Yes, ma'am. Menu, so that might have to be an exception for me to try them. They sounded pretty good. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. and Epcot, definitely the margaritas. And um, Animal Kingdom, I like going to Nomad Lounge mm-hmm. and getting a drink from there, especially getting their churros along with the drinks. The churros are heavenly. Um <laughs> so good and the hollywood studios like oga's cantina that's really fun to go to yes you can get a reservation for that um, so yeah i like to save it for the other parks i would agree and to pause on oga's quick so <laughs> fun tip here guys especially if you are a galaxy's edge or star wars fan or even just like to be in the cooler weather um what my family and i used to do you know before we lived here is we essentially would book a late, late, late Oga's reservation. I'm talking mm-hmm. past park close. So oh. for example, um, park closed at nine o'clock this trip and we got a 950 reservation, 950. Oh. And oh, wow. so what we did was, is we hung out in Galaxy's Edge and, and played around and played with our magic bands because they have the bounty hunter feature mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, And we did that for 45 minutes and the park started clearing out and it was cool. Like the night, the weather was more comfortable. And then by the time we got done with our Oga's reservation, I kid you not, we were like one of three families left in the park. (laughs) And it's just such a cool experience. So I highly recommend trying to get those late reservations for Oga's when you're at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, that's such a good tip. I yeah. have not gone at the end of the day, but I have gone first thing in the morning. <laughs> I like um, your style. Yeah, just like because of an open reservation and then one time just joined the walk-up list like first yeah. thing in the morning and didn't think it was going to get called back five minutes later. Um, so that's another like great time to go where you don't have to wait that long and you don't have to sort of reroute your whole day to go and make your dining reservation. Definitely recommend like early in the morning or late at night for things like that where it's not a meal. It's just a little more of an experience. Absolutely. And that's one thing too with Oga's, it's not a place to have a meal. Um, honestly, they only have like two snacks and they also have, they have alcoholic snacks, which I, that's, I can't do that. That's not my thing. (laughs) I will try it someday, but they're also pretty pricey. So, um, so definitely that is, I would say like your, your cocktail lounge, you don't go for Mm -hmm. food, right? Yeah, totally agree. 
So how do you like to connect with your followers? Let's say somebody has a question or, you know, they just want to get to know you better. What's, what is a way that you connect with people on your social media? Yeah. So I post to my stories a good amount, um, mm-hmm. either me talking to the camera or just sharing like fun polls, question boxes, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I do connect with people a lot through DMs as well, um, either commenting on something that I see my followers post on their stories um, and yeah. starting up a conversation in DMs or sometimes people will reach out to me, um, especially I find after I go on a trip to Disney, I get a lot of DMs like with questions afterwards or, oh, I saw you ate at this place. How was it? I'm going on a trip soon. Or um, do you have any tips for doing X, Y, Z, like things like that? Mm-hmm. That um, a lot of people reach out to me through DMs as well. Um, I do try to start conversations in my comments of my posts. Yeah. So I do um, like I do the whole call to action thing, like all the influencer coaches tell you to do. Um, put a question, make sure you're prompting people to respond, things like that. But it's really hit or miss. I find with having conversations in the comments with people. Unfortunately, there's a ton of bots too on Instagram. So post. So I don't rely on connecting solely in the comments, but I do like connecting like through DMs and through my stories. I love that. I would agree. And I also, again, this kind of goes back to our beginning of our conversation about how it really does make such a difference just to have that one comment Mm -hmm. (laughs) from somebody who's really working to engage with you and trying to get to know you and, or just learning from you. I mean, all Mm -hmm. of those things really do truly make us feel like we're making an impact, right? Yeah. 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 I definitely do appreciate those like couple followers who are so loyal, who always comment on everything. Like, I feel like even if we haven't met in person, they're my friends. Um, And if we're ever, you know, in their town, like I want to meet up with them because they are um, people that, you know, we share similar interests, obviously for following each other. Um, But they're just, they seem like genuine people. And I have to remind myself too, of the times where I'm like, my page isn't seeing the growth that I want it to see Mm -hmm. or people didn't read this long caption that I posted that I was so passionate about the topic or, you know, I got views on my reels, but people didn't comment on the video or they didn't follow me after they liked it. Those things like that. Of course they get to everyone. um, And I feel like being a smaller creator too, it gets to me a lot just because I see other people having this exponential growth and I wonder why not me. Um, But then I have to remind myself, like I'm not in it to have a million followers. I just want to connect with real people and that's what's Mm -hmm. happening. Um, Even if it's on a smaller scale than some others, I'm like making those real connections. So that's what kind of keeps me grounded when I think about connecting with people on the internet too. I agree. And when people first asked me like, why do you like Disney so much? My response was, well, I like how it makes me feel, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the, the pocket answer that everyone would say. Yeah. But now it's when people true. ask me that question, it's because of the people that I've met. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. met some really awesome people through my page. Yeah, definitely. Like I know people love to hate on the Disney adult community and it's whatever, but I find that the Disney people I've interacted with are like some of the most genuine, like fun, um, really caring and kind people. That I never would have met otherwise if I hadn't you know, started posting some of this content on the internet and wouldn't have met you. So I am really grateful um, for, you know, the little Disney community and just putting myself out there on social media too. I so agree. And like Disney is not, you know, so Disney is what you make of it. And that's the whole like niche <laughs> thing. And that's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, do you, oh, you love Disney. Do you dress up as a princess every time you go? Yeah. I'm like, 
Well, first off, if somebody wanted to, there's nothing wrong with that. But no, heck no, that's not my thing, dude. You know, yeah. like I am, I am me. I don't Disney bound really. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. watching other people do it, but I don't get joy out of it, you know? Right. And so that's just the other thing too. And my biggest argument to anything in life, especially after, you know, the last two years that we've been in where one opinion is right over the other, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no middle ground anymore when it comes to some conversations. And so, um, I never thought that Disney would be controversial, right? Yeah, Disney has seen the most controversy it ever has in the last couple of years, whether it be political, whether it be like how they're handling the pandemic, you know, there's so many things, but at the end of the day, um, I never thought it would be controversial to the point that when I was flying down to Disney, Mm-hmm. Um, during, you know, yes, during the pandemic, right. uh, I was getting harassed on social media. People were like, oh my gosh, you're flying. That's so unsafe. Oh, wow. You're not keeping, you're not keeping Amia safe because you're flying with her. You're going to Disney. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my only response was, well, then you don't have to follow me if you are so uncomfortable yeah. with it. Or, you know, also I'm just like, wow, I'm doing something that makes me happy and I'm leaving my home. And because back in Wisconsin, like you still couldn't leave, you still really couldn't leave your home at this time. So like Mm -hmm. I was leaving the state and leaving my house when everyone was still like not wanting to. So, you know, there was so much judgment from that. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started my page. And I'm like, you know what, if I can handle this criticism, (laughs) I I can handle anything. But then it really evolved into people like judging, oh, well, you're not, your page doesn't look like this or, and it's not Mm -hmm. like they're judging. They're just giving me feedback. And I appreciate that. But when I was able to say, I am not that person and I don't want to be, it just Mm -hmm. made me feel very confident in where, who I was and what I was portraying on my page and that I was staying consistent. And the last thing that I need to say is that if you like, and this is going to be so great for you. Like if you (laughs) say you like ice cream. Do Mm -hmm. you really love every darn flavor of ice cream? (laughs) And if you do, that's awesome. But most people would say, oh, no, I don't like the espresso or, oh, I don't like chunks in my ice cream. That's Mm -hmm. the same thing with Mm -hmm. Disney. It's just because I'm saying I like Disney doesn't mean that I love everything that every Disney creator does, right? Right. Or Disney as a company even does. Disney as a company or even Disney parks like I don't Mm -hmm. I skip a lot of stuff at the parks because I'm like meh not my thing right so I think you know we're of labels right now that sometimes you know the conversations kind of just end because now we've given labels or we've told Mm -hmm. labels right so for me it's really about kind of going back to the basics and really creating that connection, which is why I created the magic and monorails community was because Mm -hmm. I don't want to just be a small shop. I want to be a community that connects people from all over the world and, you know, creates friendships. So agreed. I am on the same page as you. It is challenging, but it's also so rewarding. Definitely. Yeah. And I'd say too, with me not being like solely a Disney creator, Mm -hmm. Times almost I have like this imposter syndrome of like, well, sh- am I qualified to make Disney content because I'm not a Disney creator or like I don't live near the parks anymore. Like I'm not supposed to be posting this kind of content, but I had to remind myself like there are so many people like me who live out of state, who love Disney, who love to eat, <laughs> you know, who love that kind of stuff and like the things that I do too. And they might not see themselves like represented on the internet um, at even too like being a, a black female Disney creator, you know, the representation isn't always there too. Um, so trying yes. to remember, like, I deserve to take up space here on the internet. Um, and 
by taking up space, I'm making connections with other people and allowing them to feel comfortable doing the same thing too. Um, so that's something like I've been just reminding myself, especially since mm-hmm. I make from my food account to doing more lifestyles. Like this is my life. This is who I am. And I can connect with people through it. I love that. It's, and it's inspiring too. You know, I have a handful of listeners who have no desire to be a creator and I have a handful who are mm-hmm. already creators. And even if they're successful, they still have doubts. So it's really, right. it's reassuring to, you know, hear people have these conversations and be transparent. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing your feelings on everything. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's challenging. Um, yeah. So I have one last question for you today. And sure. it's a question that I ask all of my guests is what is one tip on how you would that's my tagline. It focuses on tips that may be unknown or something that you recently discovered that you wish you would have known or tried a long time ago. Um, so what would you say is something that you um, in- implement in your Disney trips of doing Disney differently? Yeah. So one big thing that I do differently, um, and I only started doing this since I was no longer a pass holder and had to make more out of my um, time on my trips is to plan my times for dining reservations outside of like your typical eating time. So I know most people are like breakfast is, you know, maybe between eight to 10 lunch is 12 to, or like 11 to one or something like that. And dinner, maybe six to eight, but that's when everybody's trying to eat. So like the park is going to be less busy for rides during those times. Um, so once I kind of pieced that together, I was like, okay, well, what if I eat lunch at 2 p.m. instead of 12? Now that 12 o'clock crowd, they're sitting down either eating at table service or quick service um, meals, and now lines are a little bit shorter. Um, so that's something that I do all the time now is try to plan my meals outside of those like standard dining times because eating an hour later than a normal lunchtime isn't going to hurt you. You're at Disney. You can get a churro or something if you want. Yeah. Um, but I find that that helps me like maximize wait times. Um, because even though I do use Genie Plus, there's still like, you know, that two hour planning period that you have to deal with when you're doing Genie Plus for your reservation. So in those in-between times, I can go on a line with a ride with a short line. So that's some tips or that's a tip that I share with a lot of people to make the most of their time. I love that. You know, that's something that I just I don't think about enough and it does truly make a big impact and even more so quick service because of the limited dining availability, quick service has popped off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. People are fighting, especially for those Dole Whips at Aloha Mm -hmm. Isle. Let me tell (laughs) you, I am not kidding you. I went, and this is one of my doing Disney differently tips um, on one of my podcasts a while ago was that I no longer got Dole Whip at Aloha Isle. I actually took the boat over to the poly and um, I timed it with a friend of mine. So my friend stayed in the park and I walked from Aloha Isle all the way to the front of the park, hopped on a boat, got to poly, ordered my Dole Whip (laughs) and had four bites of my Dole Whip before my friend (laughs) even got hers in her hand. Oh, wow. So, um, and also there's like no place to sit to eat your Dole Whip over there. So now I got to enjoy the shade at the poly and go get some air conditioning at the resort. And it took me less time. And I also think I enjoyed it a little bit more because like I said, I got a seat in the shade. So I I so agree, especially if it's a hot day, like Aloha Isle is going to be super packed. Like try to like think outside of the box and be creative. And again, like you're saying is kind of get out of your routine, wait an hour, wait Mm -hmm. two hours, go get a snack first and then, you know, do your meal. I love that. 
Totally. That's and you're so at funny. Disney. Like, you can eat ice cream first thing in the morning if you want. Like, get that Dole Whip at 9 a.m. There's not going to be a line then. It's not as hot outside. You know, if you really want to get that snack, be a little flexible with your times, too. Um. Yes. I so agree. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing tips and your insight onto how to kind of snack your way through Disney World. (laughs) Just one last time for the listeners. Can you share your handles where people can find you? Sure. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Both is Life as Leah Nicole. And I have a website as well, which is lifeaslianicole.com. And I'd love to connect with you, especially if you love Disney. Woohoo! And cakes. I can't wait to and, check out your cakes. Yeah. Oh, Can yeah. You share that's... your cake one too. Yes. So, my cake business is something extra sweet. So, something with no G, extra sweet. Um, and if you live in DC, Maryland, or Virginia, I'd love to bake a cake for you as well. I love it. I actually have a couple of friends that live in DC and Maryland. So, I will oh, make awesome. sure to yeah. send your information their way so that they can keep you on the back of their minds. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again for joining me. You are such a blessing to be able to share all of your information with us. And I look forward to continuing our online friendship and hopefully in person sometime soon. When's your next trip? Yes. Uh, I don't have one planned yet. And it's like so hard to sit on that knowing like I don't have a trip plan. I do want to try to squeeze in one before the end of the year if possible because Christmas time in the parks is my absolute favorite it's so beautiful they have gingerbread cookies like hot chocolate that kind of stuff so we'll see if I find a good flight deal might be able to squeeze in a weekend trip but I will definitely let you know next time I'm heading to the parks and I look forward to it dear (laughs) well have a great rest of your weekend and thank you everyone for tuning in yes thank you bye